Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 21. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing one week away from baseball? And I am one week away from the greatest day of the year 2021. Opening day, baby, it's coming. Yeah, it's my favorite holiday. I couldn't agree more, Clausen. Let's get into it. Pretty pumped. Steve and I are doing the inaugural uh, Gone Bridge recording together session. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, soon enough, we'll get the three of us in here. But we got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. Uh, Red Sox season preview. We got a little MLB season preview. It's going to be a good show. Uh, so we'll start off with a little awards picks. We'll do a little bit of general league talk to lead it off. And then it's going to be Red Sox heavy for the rest of it. So, MVP, who do we got? Kick it off, Clausen. Do we want to go AL or NL or both? Oh, obviously both. We'll both? start with All right. AL. So, the AL is the obvious choice. Um, it's like rolling a two-sided dice. It's a, it's a coin flip at this point. It's Mike Trout. It's either him. It's, it, it's a 50-50 split of him versus the field. So, I'm taking Mike Trout this year. And then NL MVP – I am taking one Ronald Acuna because I think he is going to take the Braves to new heights this year. All right. Uh, I also think that Mike Trout is going to get the MVP as everybody does because he's Mike Trout. Uh, the odds have him at plus 200, I think. And then second was Alex Bregman at a distant plus 1400, which I think is pretty ridiculous it's a big difference but mike difference. trout has come top five for every single year he's been in the league mike trout's my runner up steve was making fun of me for this pick before i'm rolling with matt chapman for a second straight year all right way to cut me off gardner because i have not had my nl pick yet oh i'm sorry i'm sorry my nl pick uh because i still love him whether or not he's on my team relevant uh, i'm gonna go with mookie betts because he's far and away the second best player in the entire major league baseball. See, for me, uh, for me to like bet on Mookie Betts, it just it kills me. So again, I'm rolling with Matt Chapman in the AL. I I said he was going to be the AL MVP last year. He was not anywhere close to that. However, I think the A's are going to be a very good baseball team, and if they're going to win the division, someone's need going to need to be that catalyst. So for me, it's Matt Chapman. And then the NL Clausen, I'm riding with your guy too. I'm on the Ronald Acuna train. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. And uh, I think the Braves got a good team. So there you go. There's our MVP picks. Hold on. Do you guys think that uh, Acuna is going to go 50-50 next year? I think 40-40 is a walk. Yeah. If he has a chance for 45-45. 50-50 would be outrageous. Yeah, no kidding. It'd be outrageous. That would be who? Who was the last guy to do that? A 50-50 season. Bond. Has that ever been done? Uh, my MLB the show guy has done it multiple times. Uh, <laughs> Too bad he's not on the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, I let's see here. 50-50 MLB season. Uh, the only two people. Oh, Canseco and Bonds. Canseco and, doesn't count though. Uh, no, there has not been a 50-50. There have been four players in the 40-40. But none in the 50-50. So Acuna, I think, could honestly put a good good charge at it. But I think he'll fall a little bit short. Um, it's weird. I feel like we were just wrapping up in our first or second episode, like the awards from last year. Now we're already at our predictions for this year. But uh, all right, Cy Young. Hold on. I also want to throw out that my second place for the NL MVP is not Acuna. It's Juan Soto. That's fair. He, That's he fair. was going to be my number one. I will also throw out that I think Mike Trout will finish second. Yeah. Fair enough. If he doesn't finish first, he's finishing second. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Cy Young, who do we uh, who are we rolling with this year? I am taking one Shane Bieber yet again because right. I don't want to pick Garrett Cole. And I also realized that in the last – so there's been back-to-back Cy Youngs for the last five years. So 2016-17 was Scherzer. And then 1819 was DeGrom. And if Beaver can go 2021, 20, so that completes the, completes the trifecta. And then 
Same with Trout. It's pretty much a coin flip at NL Cy Young. I'm taking J- Jacob DeGrom just because it's the easiest choice. The Mets actually have some offense now, so they can help him out in those like two games a year that he loses. So I am taking Jacob DeGrom. Uh, I like those picks. I think they make sense for sure, but I think they're a little safe. So my AL Cy Young prediction is none other than Showtime Shohei Otani. Boo. Why do you not like Shohei Otani? I have, a, I have a bold prediction about Shohei Otani, but I'll save it. I want to talk more about Shohei right. later. But I would argue that even a fully healthy season, especially where he's pitching at a Scion caliber, he should also automatically be the MVP. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he would could easily be in the conversation for MVP this year. I mean, his rookie year was really good, and he only played like 100 games in the field and pitched like 12 times. I don't know if we're doing bold predictions this episode, but I also have a bold prediction about Shohei Otani. We can do some later. Uh, and then my NL Cy Young prediction is uh, Flaherty from the St. Louis Cardinals. All right. Excellent choice. I am going to go safe on the NL side with you, Clausen. I think Jacob deGrom is my guy. However, I'm starting, AL, I'm starting to think you're chief in my list here. You got Acuna and deGrom. I am not. I can almost guarantee you that a lot of people don't have this guy winning the Cy Young in the AL next year. I'm going Lucas Giolito, my white side. Okay. Uh, what do I have to say about him? He's up and coming. I like the White Sox, and he can definitely pitch. Do the White Sox get enough press, though, for a Cy Young? Uh, I mean, the Angels don't get enough press. They're the second team in L.A., and Mike Trout wins MVP. I, really I mean, if, if Tony La Russa keeps racking up the DUIs, they'll get all the press they want. <laughs> I keep forgetting he's the manager. I feel like – that was only that – sh- that should have been a story for longer. I mean, that was like a one-day thing. That was wild. That was Absolutely terrible. Wild. Ah. All what right. Tony, <laughs> uh, rookie of the year, what do we got? Um, I'm playing it safe yet again. Arosa Reina in the AL just because he lit it up, and I'm taking Cabrian Hayes out of the Pittsburgh Pirates in the NL. Do you think the Pirates will win a game? Nope. Win a game? Like one one singular baseball game. Out of 162? I would argue it's possible that they lose every single one of them. I mean, we yeah. forget that the Cleveland Spiders won eight games. So I think that eight games is the bar. People also forget that the Pirates' fifth starter this year is a bag of baseballs. Okay, but <laughs> if the 2018 Baltimore Orioles could go an entire season with at least one win, I'm pretty sure the Pittsburgh Pirates can do it too. Maybe two. Maybe two. See what happens. All right, my AL pick, and I am an unbiased uh, MLB analyst. So obviously, I'm going to go with analyst. It's the same word. All right. I'm going to go with Bobby Dahlback. It's Robbie D. Yeah, I think he's going to hit a good amount of home runs. We'll get into it later on the over unders, but he will hit a sufficient amount of home runs for sure. And then in the NL, uh, I'm going to go with. You know what? I'm just going to pick a name off a list because <laughs> I literally have no idea. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go with, uh, no, you can't influence me, Gardner. That's a good pick, but I'm not going to do it just because right. you pointed it. I'm going to go with Joey Bart. Shout out to the Giants. You guys haven't had a good couple of years, so I hope All you right. get a decent play. I like that pick. For people who are not pointed at uh, Ha Seung Kim on the San Diego Padres, who we were pushing to come for the Red Sox for the beginning half of the off season uh for my rookie of the year picks i am claus and once again going one for two on your picks <laughs> randy rosarena is my guy in the al as long as um again as long as there's no more violence there he's gonna be good <laughs> and then uh sixto sanchez from the marlins in the nl i think that uh the marlins need like their fiery like another fiery pitcher they haven't really had one since jose fernandez which breaks my heart because i loved watching him but uh i think sixto sanchez could be like kind of the next big pitcher out of miami so that's who i'm uh that's who i'm going with solid choice all right and claus i don't know if you got a manager that you're ready to yeah i got manager and comeback if you need it all right let's hear him uh so for manager i I'm going to go a little unorthodox here and take Joe Madden That's out of the Los Angeles Angels because I think that they're going to make the playoffs this year. And the NL, it's Jace Tingler just out of the Padres just because I think the Padres are going to be good. 
I agree with you on the Padres pick. Not to uh, steal your thunder like Gardner. But um, <laughs> my pick for the AL, uh, I have Charlie Montoyo. I think that the Blue Jays are going to make a wild card. And if they do that, I think that he's going to be almost a lock. Fair enough. I know. Uh, Padres manager. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, AL, Alex Cora, folks. Alex Cora is the answer. He's going to come back. The Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. People are going to be like, hey, you know, he's he's amazing. And he's going to win the award. And in the NL, I'm going with uh, Mike Schilt of the St. Louis Cardinals because I think that the Cardinals are going to make a good push in the Central this year. And that's about it. Well, if you think that the writers are going to vote for Alex Cora. Oh, they're not going to. Yeah, they're not going to. However, my manager, Alex Cora, is already manager of the year in my heart. Oh, he's definitely the best manager. Yeah, yeah. Manager of the year, probably not. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Clawson, you said you got comeback player of the year? Yeah, I mean, I the AL comeback, I feel like, is kind of set at Trey Mancini. Mm. Um, he, can, he can have like a, you know, point. Oh, one zero batting average, and I think he'd win it anyways. It's like the Alex Smith phenomenon last year in the NFL. I think Trey Mancini's actually gonna be pretty good, but I think he's gonna run away with it just because of the whole story. And then the NL, I kind of have nobody, so I picked an old foe of ours, uh, very long ago friend, now foe David Price, um, mm-hmm. just because he took last year off. All right, I like him. I didn't prepare anything, but I'm just riding Mancini. I think Mancini's going to run away with it and just win both awards. Somehow. That's a good. That's an excellent. It's going to be the MLB. Yeah, they're just like back player of the year. You're so yeah. I mean, listen, beat colon cancer. Give it. Yeah, I push for that. Uh, I also hate comeback player of the year. Like unless there's like a Trey Mancini story, I just don't like it. Lawson has to throw in at least one negative take. Wait, it's just like what about uh, Daniel? It's Park? just like giving. Oh, I guess it. Wow. All right. I guess as a player, it's cool because, like, if you make this big comeback, then you get recognition for it. But as a fan, like, these guys aren't usually that good. They just came back from something pretty disruptive to their career. Yeah, Daniel Bard had a good story last year. Daniel Bard is awesome. From time to time, there's a good story. But most of the year, I feel – most of the time, I feel like it's just a guy gets injured and comes back and plays well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So – Wait, that's the definition of the award. (laughs) Such is comeback player of the year. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on, we're going to do our divisional picks and World Series picks. Yes. Are we doing all the divisions? Are we just doing the let's AL just, East? Let's just do the AL. Okay, because I was not ready for all the divisions. No, let's just do all the right. AL. Steve, you want to you punch East? it off? Yeah, let's just do the AL East. Continuing with the trend of my unbiased uh, – Clearly unbiased. Boston Red Sox is my pick. We're going to win over 100 games. We're going to be good. I guarantee it. I'm also going to say the Red Sox. Yeah. Not, not because I'm obligated to, but because I truly believe that we are better than Gary Sanchez and the stinky New York Yankees. Uh, and I think that the Rays aren't going to have any of their witchcraft this year, and they're going to lose. I think the Rays are going to be bad at baseball. Really? I, would, I, I think the that. Orioles will as well. People, I want to say real quick, I think people are hyping up the Blue Jays way too much. I mean – You just picked – wait, who – wait, was it you that just picked their manager to be – No, that was, no, that, was no that was Steve. That was Steve. Okay. Listen, I love the addition of George Springer. I love that they got Ryu. Who else did they bring in? They brought in someone else. I don't remember. Uh, but I still think that they're a little too young. Vladdy still hasn't proved himself. Uh, Bobochet and Kyle and Biggio are awesome, but I just don't think they have the complete roster. And I keep seeing people putting them in like second place. I'm like, whoa, come on. Red Sox. So, yeah, Red Sox pick. They're going to the World Series. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very unbiased. Listen, what can I say? I, uh, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm I'm gonna go against the grain, and it pains me to say, but I think don't you do it, and I'm gonna <laughs> kick you out if you say the other team in New York, other than the New York Mets, will find a way to win enough games to win the American League East division. You could have said like the Baltimore Orioles, or I, I can't ruin my reputation on. like that. 
brutal. Now, you're kill- yeah. you're killing. I would. Show. It would be a Bob Nightingale situation. My I'm credit, pretty sure my, we just lost fifty percent of our listeners. I I can't have a Bob Nightingale situation where my my street cred. My awesome. What cred. were you saying the other day about um, such females with the Yankees? Yeah, I'm just saying if you were a Yankee, if you wear like Yankee gear, it's just like I I don't want to look at you. Fair enough. Male well, or female. <laughs> we don't judge. It's 2021. It's, it's just not attractive in these parts. Before I forget, one thing. If you or any of your family or friends live in Montana, hit them up because Montana is the only state that does not listen to Gone Bridge. And uh, let's hit all 50 states before opening day. I've been meaning to say that for a few weeks and just popped in my head. Anyways uh what else do we got here um, world series world series yeah let's do it Oof. Oof. uh for me i have again the other team in new york that's not named the new york mets and i also have the atlanta Braves. series i i i feel like the what? the american league is just too wide open i just don't know who else is going to come out of the woodworks like the rays kind of surprised me i don't see them doing it again i don't think the um the blue jays are there i think they need a year or two to kind of get it all together the astros are falling by the wayside and i think that kind of like the angels same way i think if they make the playoffs they're not going to make it far so i think by process of elimination that leaves the new york yankees to make the world series i don't think they're going to win but i have them at least making the world series who are they who are they losing to then who do you got graves Braves. Wow. The Ronald Acuna train is going to be rumbling off the tracks. Sheesh. All right. Uncontrollably off the tracks. All right. I got a couple unorthodox picks for my World Series matchup. I kind of have a 1A and 1B for the AL. My 1A is the Oakland Athletics. Let's go. My 1B is the Chicago White Sox. Mm. I think that all the young talent is going to put it together and their offense is just going to be an absolute wagon. Uh, as far as the NL goes, I think the Dodgers are going to fall apart. I really do. I think that they're just going to get injured forward slash uh, underperformance from all of them. It's going to be a world series hangover. Like you absolutely read about. So that being said, another orthodox unorthodox pick, excuse me. The St. Louis Cardinals. You did not just steal my World Series match. The St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> oh, my god. Oakland gosh. versus St. Louis. All right. Well, I second that. I'm also <laughs> on the Oakland versus St. Louis train. You guys are seriously picking the athletics? Yes. Yeah. Their pitching rotation is garbage. I don't care. They can turn a garbage can into an ace. There's this great movie I want to put you on to. When was the last time ball. a team without a good rotation won the World Series? Um, right, 2013. 2013. <laughs> Seven Dubron, years ago, Felix the league has changed. Four. The league has changed. We're, you can't slug your way to a World Series anymore. I know, but I, I, I don't know. My MVP, Matt Chapman, might just be the difference. He might just be the difference. I think the Cardinals are going to win the World Series. Do you guys remember a couple of weeks ago when I was like, full take? That was the segment we were doing at the time. Mm. It's a good segment. I said, full take, the St. Louis Cardinals will finish the season with more wins than the San Diego Padres. And you both laughed at me. And now I'm sitting next to somebody who has the St. Louis Cardinals going to the World Series. This looks, this is ridiculous. All right. Here's the thing. I don't know how I'm the middleman here all of a sudden. I'm supporting you. I think that the Padres and the Dodgers just there's not enough wins to go around between the two of them. So it's going to be one sheriff in town. It's going to be the Dodgers. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of out on the Padres. We'll see how they do. Uh, but the Cardinals, I, I just got, I got like that little tingly feeling on my finger, fingertips. The Cardinals, Cardinals are going to do it. What does that look for? <laughs> Your fingertips? What? Davy Tingle fingers? Not remember David Price? You're like, yeah. The NL comeback player of the year. Nah, I think that's how how it went. Something like that. All right. All right. We're going to move into our Red Sox season preview. The moment that you've all been waiting for. What are we going to start with? Let's start, start with, with the good or start with the bad? Let's just start with the pitching. Let's start with the rotation. Let's start with the rotation. 
what do we think about the rotation? Who's going to stand out? Um, who's going to be the disappointment? You know, what do we, what do we got here? All right. I'll go first. Uh, so I think that our rotation is going to be slightly above league average. I think that the number one player to look out for is Pavetta. And I think the biggest flop out of the uh, entire starting rotation is going to be Garrett Richards. Dude, we are literally on the same way. I think that here. he like, is going to get lit up every single time he steps on the mound. I, I mean, listen, I during that same segment that Steve was just talking about, I was saying how much I am very excited for Nick Pavetta next year. And the three of us were actually talking this weekend. Steve, you can explain a little bit more, but Steve is... Dude, Nick Pavetta throws absolute gas, bro. He averages like 96 miles per hour. I bet if he foregoes some of his control, he could top out at 99 consistently. But he absolutely has a cannon, and he's going to get strikeouts like nobody's business. So watch out the rest of the league. Nick Pavetta's coming for you. Yeah, I'm... Uh, listen, I think the rotation is solid i think it's fine but when you really dive into it you're like crap one or two injuries to this team could really be tough thankfully we got tanner hauk waiting in the balance because you know that at one point or another Avaldi's going to go down erod like i'm pretty confident in erod but you never know what could happen same thing with richards martin perez is like mr nails like he's going to show up every day is andrisi Oh, I forgot uh, about Andreessy. Dreesy's PCs. Is he He's a pen? Uh, yeah, I think Dreesy's a pen guy to start the year. But you got Hauk, but... Hauk is starting in Worcester. Yeah, he'll start in Worcester, but we'll see. I mean, he can come up very, very quickly. Um, do we think that Chris Sale is going to be on the roster anytime this year? You know what I keep seeing? I was looking up to get some inspiration about picks. I was looking through some betting odds, and Chris Sale actually has very good uh, Cy Young odds. Yeah. And I've seen, I saw like two articles that had him as the AL Cy Young. I think it could be redemption for uh, Stickman. Comeback player of the year? Possibly. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to, it's very hard to beat out Trey Mancini, who had stage three cancer. Um, so Chris Sale will be a very solid second place, but um, I would not go so far to put him as AL comeback player of the year. Well, he gets like 300Ks. I don't think it matters. In July, July to September, 300 Ks. Yeah, K for nine. Like of 22. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you're saying that out of every 27 batters, like a perfect game, one of them will like get a batting ball. No, Chris is going to walk him. And then he's going to get picked off. I think we're just going to, we're <laughs> going to witness like, you remember like Roger Clemens's 20 strikeout game? Yeah. Chris Sale almost had one. Every time Chris Sale comes on the mound. The epitome of the 2019 Red Sox was having Chris Sale get like 17 strikeouts through eight innings and having Cora pull him. And then the Red Sox blow the lead to the Rockies. It was like Matt Barnes. And I was just like, you know what? We're not doing anything this year. Uh, But yeah, I think Chris Sale could come back at some point. Um, I'm just curious to see how this rotation plays out because – it's essentially been two years since we've had a starting rotation. I mean, last year it was just like, hey, you want to suit up tonight? It was just like Matt Hall was like, yeah, sure. I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, Clawson, uh, circle back. What do you think? Um, I think it's – I'm less optimistic as you, Steve. I think it's going to be closer to 20 than 15, so like 18, 19. Um, I think there's going to be some problems early on with the revolving door. I think Garrett Rich, I agree, Garrett Richards is going to get shelled. Um, so I think that it's going to take a little time for guys to settle. Erod needs to warm up. Sale will come back at some point. Hauk will come up. Guys will kind of like find their spot. So I think for the first two, three months, they're going to be not great. But I think once the summer comes around, I think they will have found their place. And I think they'll be a, a solid, you know, maybe at that point closer to 15 you know inside of 15 um so that's how inside of 15 what out of 30 so like if overall they'll be like 18th but i think they'll start with like 23rd and then i think they'll go up to like 13th see when i said above league average i was referring to war i think we're going to be like rated slightly above but i don't know if the eye test is going to necessarily also reflect that i will say um 
Garrett Richards the other day was like, I really like, uh, he was confident in the team's chemistry, which I like to see. Although I don't think a guy would be like, man, I really hate this team. Like a newcomer. <laughs> he could just not say anything. That's a good point. Um, but I always like seeing that. I think chemistry has been a key part of the Red Sox last, at least two championships. So uh, if Garrett Richards is confident that they're going to play well under that dark horse underdog role, then I'm all for it. Oh, well, you know why the chemistry is so good this year? Kike. That's not what I was going to say, okay. but I'm sure he contributes. He definitely does. Alex Cora. Alex Cora. see. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so I would say rotation, maybe a little bit above average, but a little bit nervous. A little bit nervous. Uh, all right. Moving to the pen. Yeah, we'll move into the pen here. The pen is also Im- improved, but there's still some question marks to be had. I think this is going to be extremely hit or miss. I completely agree. It really depends on how three guys do. Uh, Adam Adovino, mm-hmm. Matt Barnes, and forgive me for not remembering Salamora. Yeah, Salamora. If those guys are good to even excellent, then the rotation is going to be fine or the pen's going to be fine. But if any one of them falters, then we're done. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I uh, I think that there's going to be some guys that surprise us that come up, and I think there's going to be some good pieces in the pen. I'm more optimistic about the pen than I am the starting rotation, um, which I could be very wrong about. But I think that the pen is going to surprise some people. I think Barnes, Sawamora, and Ottavino is a nice one, two, three punch. And I think now that guys like – is Matt Hall still in the rotation? Heck no. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even know well, where – I think he's now- in – now that I think we have more talent, I think now that we have more guys other than people like Matt Hall and Matt Kickham or Mike Kickham and Robbie Scott, I think that will be uh, significantly better than last year. What was that guy's name? Stock? Robert Stock? Oh, Robert yeah. Stock. I don't even the know guy his name. His wife like chirped him on Twitter or I don't even remember. It was last year was a complete disaster. Uh, so right now, I would agree with the both uh, with both of you that the pen is going to be hit or miss, and yeah, it's dependent on those three guys. But the depth pieces beyond that are sneaky okay. So for our lefties, we also have Darwin's and Hernandez, who I've been a big advocate for, and he also was kind of affected by COVID last year. But then we also have Josh Taylor, uh, who was really good in 2019. Ryan Brazier, who can be a mixed bag. Uh, Phillips Valdez. Um, Austin Bryce, and then Matt Andresi. Uh, Colton Brewer is also on the fringe there, but he's had a pretty horrible spring, so I wouldn't be surprised if he started in the minors. But, uh, I mean, like, Valdez was pretty good last year. Bryce was okay. Um, As long as these guys, like, aren't starting like they were last year, I don't think it's, like, that, that bad. Yeah, I mean, another impact of having a decent starting rotation, which we look like we might, is that your bullpen is under a lot less pressure. They come in different situations where there's not necessarily always going to be guys on second and third when they come in in the middle of an inning. I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity for our starting rotation guys to finish out their innings. Then the bullpen guys stand up, come out at the start of the seventh, nobody on. That's way better of like a mental place to be at. So with a good starting rotation, I think comes a better bullpen as well. Yeah, no, I, can, I completely agree. Uh, the, the other question I have for you guys, so it looks like Matt Barnes is going to start the season at closer. Uh, what are the chances that we get to the all-star break and Matt Barnes is still our closer, or is it going to be Ottavino? I think that this was obviously going to be the case. He just has like the tenure on the Sox, where if you gave it to Ottavino, that would kind of just be like a slap in the face to Matt Barnes. Uh and then all of a sudden you piss off your best, maybe second best uh, bullpen arm. The odds that he's still the closer at the All-Star break, I think, are really 50-50. Definitely 50-50. I think that if I had to say yes or no, I would say yes. And I'm also going to add to that yes, that he won't deserve it, but he will still be the closer. All right. That's fair. Think about that. I agree. Any other thoughts on the bullpen? Nope. Infield we go. Uh, all right, I'll run through it quickly and then we can give our thoughts. So obviously at catcher, we're going to have Vasquez starting and then the Weck dog behind them, Kevin Plawecki. Uh, first base, we'll have Thravi D, Bobby Dahlbeck. 
second base. Uh, I guess the starter is going to be Kike Hernandez. And then I would agree. Shortstop will have Xander. Third base will have Devers. However, we got a little bit of an interesting competition there too between uh, uh, Chavis, Arroyo, and Arauz to kind of fill those last two spots on the infield. So, I mean, the left side is pretty locked up as well as the catching position. However, right side is questions all around. Uh, so, how, how are we feeling? I'm feeling good. I think – yeah, you can I think, um, I, yeah. I, I think it's pretty locked up to start. And I think that we're going to see a Chavis situation similar to Matt Barnes, where they're going to keep him on the major league roster just because he's the longest tenured. And I think they'll probably, um, I don't know who they'll put down, but I think they'll probably, they'll definitely keep Chavis on the starting, um, 40 man or not starting, but the 40 man roster What is it? 25, uh, 20. What do you mean? Like, the opening day roster. Oh, uh, 26 now, but I mean, yeah, he's on the 40. He's definitely going to be, um, he'll be the backup for sure, just because he's tenured. And then um, I don't know who's going to back him up, but I think it's pretty solid. And then after Chavis, it just kind of gets messy. I would disagree with that comparison between Chavis and Matt Barnes, because, well, Matt Barnes is going to get something for being the longest tenured. He's just going to get the closer spot. He's still definitely the the best or second best arm in the pen. Chavis is not that. He's like doesn't just he doesn't have the talent to back up his tenure. But at the same time, I have a lot of confidence in Bobby. I think that he's going to hit absolute nukes and I don't really care if he has a good average because he's going to hit nukes. And then the left side of the infield, it's Devers and Bogarts. I think KK is going to pretty much be our everyday second baseman. And I think they're all going to be really, really solid. Yeah, I like it. I just think that the questions right now to answer who's going to be your backups. Um, thankfully, Chavis, actually all three, Chavis, Arroyo, and Arauz are pretty versatile. So, like, if Xander goes down or uh, Devers for whatever reason, I mean, that would stink. But if they go down, at least you got those guys to back them up. But uh, overall, I, I would say that the infield is probably our strongest spot on the team. I don't think it means, like, that much debate. I agree. Outfield, however, messy, messy, messy. Uh, so, obviously, we don't have Betts, Benny, and Bradley anymore. <laughs> yes. That was something happened there. I don't know what. Uh, they retire? I think they went to play for uh, – what was their name? What was Lars's team? The Fighting Dogs? Oh yeah, the, yeah. Jap Japan. I forgot what team it was in Japan, but I think they all went over there to play overseas. And uh, yeah, we I got mean, our outfield. We have um, Hank Aaron, Ken Griffey Jr., and Ted Williams playing in the outfield this year. Essentially, that's their nicknames. <laughs> their real <laughs> names, however, are Hunter Renfro, Alex Verdugo, and Marwin Gonzalez. Along with Franchi, David Ortiz Jr., Cordero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not I good. got uh, stuff. I got Renfro and Wright to start the season. I think he's also going to hit bombs. I'm pumped for him. I think, yeah. Uh, I got uh, obviously Verdugas in center because he's far and away our best outfielder. And left, I don't care that much. <laughs> I don't care. I want to go with Franchi just because I feel like his ceiling is high. And if we kind of nurture that and develop it like a young a young baby bird, eventually we can set him free and he will fly. Poetry. Yeah. Poetry in motion. Um, yeah, I mean, I would agree with the Verdugo pick in center. He's easily the best uh, athlete we have in the outfield. Renfro is uh, pretty good and right. And then, um, yeah, left field is a mixed bag. We'll see what goes on with Marwin and uh, Franchi. But I don't I don't really know. I think at this point, Marwin's going to start the season. I've heard rumors of putting uh, Franchi on the DL, but we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, the Phantom DL. The Phantom DL, the classic Phantom DL. Yeah, I am uh, probably in the same boat. Renfro is going to be solid and right. Um, I am all aboard the Franchi train. It still hasn't left the hasn't left the station yet, but I am all aboard. Uh, when is Franchi's truck day? Clausen is just shoveling coals into this locomotive <laughs> right now. Choo -choo. I am breaking my back trying to just power this train to go. Um, 
so I think Franchi's going to be a tank probably after the All-Star break. And then I think we'll see a familiar face, maybe not yet familiar face, but Jared Duran, I think he's going to come up at some point and he'll take over Marwin Gonzalez in the outfield. And then I think we'll have Duran, Verdugo, and then we'll split Franchi and Renfro and Wright. And I just think it's going to be a laser show. I know for a fact you just didn't use Pedroia's nickname to describe our mediocre outfield. I didn't I, – I used it – I mean, he – what did he say in an interview once? And he was like, oh, it's going to be a laser show once I come back. I don't know. I was never a huge fan of that nickname, honestly. I think it's – I think it works very well. He wasn't a huge power guy, but I think it works for the, uh, the outfield after the All-Star break. Mostly Franchi. Mostly Franchi. New, new laser show. We should. He should hand it down to Franchi. That would be a wild. Move. I feel like there are probably a few better guys you could hand that down to. But listen, Pedroia wants to do that. Pedroia can do that. Maybe he'll give it to Eddie. I mean, he's like Eddie's personal pitching coach. That's true. That is true. People forget about that. Um, so, any final thoughts on the roster? And we'll hop into our little over uh, under segment. No. I think we won't be as bad as people say. Who do you think is going to be the MVP of the team? Should we yeah. do it on a three-two-one? I think it's obvious. You're talking about the whack dog? No. All right. All right, we can do a three-two-one. All right, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Eddie Rodriguez. Ranchi Cordero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, different picks. I'll say Eddie. Uh, I just think. The, uh, are you really taking Eddie? I think we need an ace. I think that Eddie's our man. Xander Bogarts is our best player. Yeah, Xander Bogarts is like the obvious choice. Devers could could fight for it, but I think no matter what Devers does, Bogarts is just going to be better. I yeah. think we should make Bogarts the captain of the team. Oh, I completely agree. Is he not? Who is? No. We don't have a I captain. I don't think we have one because it was Pedroia, right? No, there has not been an official captain since Tech. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't switch it then. Tech will forever be the captain. It just works like until we get into the catcher like tech he called the game i think vasquez i mean i, I don't vasquez is is good. how many no hitters is vasquez caught no i would argue zero actually i wouldn't even argue i would i would factually i would say factually <laughs> i would factually infer zero how many uh has jason veritech caught i think four with how many different pitchers i think four. Oh wow that's really good it's very good um yeah any other thoughts on the roster we're good at baseball i'm gonna say it we're good last year was a fluke i would agree this episode is so weird to me that we're actually like talking about it i feel like i've been so locked in on like off season off season and like this is such a breath of fresh air everything else yeah um all right we're gonna do our little uh over under segment right now so if you guys follow us on instagram which you should. You definitely should um, at Gombridge Podcast. We threw up some polls yesterday before recording, um, and we put a player and like a stat, and we had you guys say over or under. So we're going to be giving our guesses on the different uh, different numbers, and then I'll also say what the Instagram polls out turned out to be. So first, we're going to start with Marwin Gonzalez. Over or under 129.5 games played? Now, to be clear, this is just appearances, correct? Yes, this is not starts. This is appearances. Under. Hammer the under. I'm taking the over. Under. You love this over pick. You're, I do. You're so I did. wrong. What did I say a couple weeks ago? I said I thought he'd play close to 140 games. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. I don't think it's that crazy. I think he's a switch hitter. He's probably a starting outfielder right now. And he can play in the infield as well. You know why players become switch hitters? Because they're not that good on either side. So they figure, I'll just, I'll just hit average at both. Sandy was a Hall of Famer at both sides. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the vote for that on the Instagram was 52% on the over, 50, uh, 42% on the over, 58% on the under. The next one, Nathan Evaldi. 24.5 starts 
Hammer the under. Under. Yeah, that one's not even close. That one's an under. In fact, this poll came back. It was like 80-20 at one point. The final was 62-38 on the under. The next one we got. Wait, wait, I got got one thing to say about that one. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) In Nathan Avaldi's nine-year career, he's only went over 24 games twice. Nice. That was a terrible line, honestly. Yeah, Gardner, you made that up, right? I did make that line up. It was a terrible line. I'm sorry. That's why I don't work for Vegas. So he's he's gonna get hurt. It's like he's yeah. he's not starting 25 games. It's an it's it's inevitable. If you set the line at 20, I would have been like, uh, I don't know. Possibly. Um. All right. The next one we got is Eduardo Rodriguez, 175.5 strikeouts over or under. Over. He's going to get 189. He, uh, he had a lot in 2019. I didn't realize this. He had 213. Yeah. So for people who don't know in um, 2019, as Clawson just said, he had 213. Um, and then the only other year he's been close to making a full year of starts was 2018 uh, and 2017, where he had 23 and 24 starts and was right around 150 strikeouts. So, if he pitches 30 games, I think he would be – he'd be right there. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, ta- I'm, taking, I'm taking the over on this one as well. Uh, the listeners said 81% over, 19% under. The next one, Hirokazu Sawamura, 57.5 appearances. So almost take the over. Close. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, going I, over. I think I'm going to take the over. I think the Red Sox in 2019 had four guys pitch over it. 58 games. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take the over for this one. And it was 57 or 54% over and 46% under. I think he's going to settle in nicely to the seventh inning spot. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. The next one, the next one's up for some debate here. No, no, no. This is so, this isn't even close. <laughs> you don't think so? No. All right. Uh, Matt Barnes, over under 17.5 saves. Hammer the under. <laughs> He's never had more than 10 saves in a year. Okay. He's never. Counter. How many times has he been granted the closer spot at the beginning of the season? Zero. Okay. So he has an opportunity. I'm not saying I'm taking the it, over. It pretty much invalidates my argument, but until he shows me he can do it, I'm not I'm not but, putting any money on it. Don't get me wrong. I'm taking the under two. But I'm taking it because the Red Sox offense is going to be so good that there's going to be no save opportunities. <laughs> He's going to be sitting there like flip, flipping seats like, man, this team's so good. Never get to play. I'm going to also take the under solely because I believe Adam Ottavino is going to strip the spot from him at one point this year. Uh, but we will see. Uh, the next one is Raphael Devers. This one was an actual line set by Vegas Sportsbook. 31.5 home runs. Over. Under. What? Come on. Just barely. I think he's going to hit 33. I think he's going to hit 38. I think he's going to hit like th- like 29 or 30, but he's just going to be a double machine. He's not going to be going out trying to hit homers. He's going to go out trying to rip doubles. Also, I'll have you guys know, we're about to get into this Otani discussion a little bit, but uh, someone in our World Pod Baseball Classic group chat just said Otani is a top three MVP pick. So. Whoa. Uh, the mines are not too far yeah. off from, from this is why team. we're going to route like route that league. <laughs> yeah. Tell us who to draft. We got our draft on Sunday. We'll close up on Sunday or Saturday. Uh, Saturday. I don't know. We Saturday. should probably figure that out. Yeah. Uh, we'll close Saturday. up the ninth with more than that. Uh, but anyway, I'm taking the over on this. Oh, I forgot to say for Barnes, 44% said over 56% said under and for Devers, 76% said over and 24% said under. The next one, Hunter Renfro, over under twenty eight point five home runs. Under, he's not. I'm play. also taking the under, but I'm taking like the twenty eight under. I'm taking the under as well, but I think it could be very close. I just don't know if it's if he's going to get the number at bats to do that. So I think want, he's going to have know, like seventeen home runs. I would say like twenty five. You want to know why he's going to hit under twenty eight and a half? Was that because? When the Franchi train rolls into Boston, it's going to oh be gosh. rumbling off the tracks. You're uh, bold. You're causing your clown. Bold. Uh, <laughs> it's going to so, happen. 
Renfro's only hit over 28 and a half home runs once in his career, which was in 2019 when he played 140 games for the Padres. Yeah, there's no way this no. guy hits over. I mean, the only thing no I can way. think of is that because Boston's a hitter's park, he'll have some luck. I mean, he's had a good amount in spring training, but I mean, he hit 26 in 2017 and 2018, and he played between the two years an average of 119 and a half games. Yeah, I got to play in like maybe 90 games. 90? Oh, yeah. I think he's going to play like 110. No. I think I think we're gonna see. I, I don't I don't really know. I'm not Alex Cora. Once once the Fran once yeah. this Franchi train starts going, he's just gonna. I drop think this one games. is very dependent on Franchi. I agree with you there, Clausen. Uh, so anyway, the listeners said 45% over and 55% under. Um, I will save the last two ones that we put up on our Instagram because they're more of team oriented. Although I do have a few more for you guys on here. Um, I actually have uh, one too. All right. I'll save it for the last. I'll save it for last. So one, one that I have, um, I've got, we'll do, th- I've got three or four. So first we'll do Pavetta, 163.5 strikeouts. Over. Did you say 163.5? I'll take the over. Over. You know, you want to take the over, you know, that he has been over in his career in 2018 when he had 188 strikeouts and only 164 innings. Oh, better. You want to hammer the over on this one. Yeah. Clawson? Say that one again. Nick Pavetta? He already said over. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the over. Um, Wait. Who's going to have more strikeouts, Pavetta or Erod? Erod. I think Erod just because of innings. Hub motion, yeah. That's fair. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck RBIs, 77.5. Oh, under. over. I'm going to say under. Under, under. I think he's just not going to get the opportunities to drive in that many runners. How's he going to hit like forty-five dingers and only drive in seventy-seven RBIs? Dude, uh, they're all going to be solo shots. Yeah, because JD is JD's going to hit ahead of him and then just hit moon bombs, and then uh, Dahlbeck's going to come up and be like, "Where is everybody?" He's like, "I want to be with my friends." Yeah, I'm going to hit a home run so I can get back to my back friends to the dugout. dugout. Yeah, Dahlbeck will be over. Okay. Uh, I've got two more for you. Uh, question. Do we want these two to be questions like this guy or that guy, or do we want to do more over under on the stats? I have, I, I have one. This Bogarts one I'm looking at right now. That's a slap in the face to Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts over under 187.5 hits. A slap in the face over. Under. No, not, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not that much of a slap to the face. Yes, it is. No, it's. Uh... Listen, I, listen. If I had my pick, I would have all of these guys going over. However, Xander Bogarts <laughs> has only been over 187 hits. Uh, he's been over three times in his career, but they've all been very close. He's had 190, 192, 196. So it's close. It's close. Over. Um, this is the last stat one. JD Martinez over under 34.5 home runs. Over. Under. Under, I'm nervous. Under about JD, I'm what not. are you saying, Clausen? Oh wait, we didn't even talk about JD. How how are you feeling about him? He'll be fine. I I think I don't think he's going to be as good as he was in like 17, 18, but I think he'll be a good DH. 287, 42 home runs, 98 RBIs. I think he's going to hit like 28 home runs. I think he'll be a little bit down this year. Can I give a uh, Can I give an over under prediction? No. I I want to ask you guys this one. All right, All right. what do you got? Frenchy Cordero, <laughs> over under 73 and a half homers. Under. Over. Shut up. If anybody is going to take This is why I home, said no. <laughs> Are you telling me he's a lefty? He's just going to rip him around the pole. You really think he's going to beat Brock Holt's all-time home run record? I, th- I think so. Holt, okay. If anybody's got a chance to do 74, it's it's Franchi. It's not Franchi. The question is, who's going to have more saves at the end of the year, Matt Barnes or Adam Ottavino? Well, seeing that Matt Barnes isn't going to have over 17 saves, I'm going to go with Ottavino. I'm going to still go with Barnes, but I think it's going to be like 18 to like 15. I think Ottavino is going to have like 16. Barnes is going to have 14. Saramora is going to have eight. Yeah, he's going to have like – Sarmore is going to be like the savior. Like you watch. I, I think it's going to happen. And I think, like, we still got Ryan Brazier, right? Give him one. Yeah, he's he's good for one or two. 
The other question I got for you guys, who appears in more games by the end of the year, Chavis or Arroyo? Chavis. Yeah, I'll take Chavis. All right, I'll take Chavis. All right, the final two questions that I posted on the Instagram, um, they are both team questions. So team all-stars over under two and a half. This one I've been going back and forth about. Yeah, this one's tight. I'm going to take the... When we did that, I said we're going to have, like, what? I think four. Like four yeah, yeah. it's going to be over. I'm going to take the under. And I'll tell you why. Because the Red Sox are going to be a fantastic second-half team. Okay. So, in the first half, I'm thinking they're going to have two. They're going to have Devers and Bogarts. And then I think in the second half, they're going to explode. And then at that point, you can't elect All-Stars. I think that the All-Stars in the first half – I got three. Xander Bogarts, Alex Verdugo, and Nick Pavetta. Pavetta is an all-stars a stretch for me. <laughs> I said it weeks ago and I gotta stick, I gotta stick to it. And the final, final question, the one that everybody's been waiting for. This is the Vegas set team over under on wins, 80.5, which is a slap in the face, in my opinion. I disagree with the fact that it's slap in the face but I'm going to hammer the over and I'm going to predict that the Red Sox are not only over 80.5, but they're going to be over 96 wins. 96 wins. Yeah. Where Steve, you got your mind. I think Clausen just saw a ghost. <laughs> We're going to be 96 wins. You realize I already predicted them to win the division, right? You're out of your mind, kid. Dude, you're the one that has Frenchie Cordero hitting 74 home runs. <laughs> I, I would put more money on Frenchie hitting 74 home runs than I would the Red Sox winning over no, 96 you games. That is, that is one of the worst takes I've ever heard. It's blasphemy. Next year when Frenchie is in the starting lineup and he's ripping moon bombs, you guys will be eating it. Okay, fine. If the Red Sox are winning, like I don't, I don't care. Like, damn, you got me. Um... No, I'm going to take the over. I did say the Red Sox are going to win the division, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that one. I, I think realistically 88 wins is where I'm sitting at right now. You 88? What, How many of you think we're going to win? What are you thinking, Claude? This is I, like an 82, 83 win team. Oh, buddy. Oh, my God. Are you a Yankees fan? Something like that? You've just been like hiding out. Like I'm just a realist. I'm an unbiased national no, baseball reporter. Bro. Oh, my Gosh. You guys are about as unbiased as our good friend Jared Carabas. Thank you. He's You're extremely welcome. unbiased. Yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. All right. Are uh, we going to do these? Uh, what do we got here? All right. We got uh, more predictions. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. That's what we're here to do. More predictions. Who do you guys think is going to be – we kind of already asked this question, but we said MVP in general. Who's going to be our – Exclusively offensive MVP this year. X-Man. I want to say it's so bad, but it's Xander. Okay, yeah. Awesome. If you say anything about Frenchie Cordero, you're just like... Can you? Get like, out. honestly. Ugh. All right, what, who do you guys think is going to be your MVP pitching? Uh, I already said Eddie. I think... All right, here... here I, might, I may or may not have had conflicting reports during this episode. <laughs> I would like to clarify my takes. Um, Nick, Nick Pavetta is going to be unbelievable in the first half, like unbelievable to the point where he's an all-star. And then afterwards he might forget how to pitch a little bit. And then Eduardo Rodriguez is going to be the ace of the team and he's going to be the pitching MVP. So that's how I justify both of those. But uh, Eddie. Colossum. I'll take Eddie as well. I'm going to go with Saramora. Okay. I think that he is going to be an anchor to that bullpen. I like it. All right. All right, who do you think is going to be the best call-up of next season? The Wolf. Daddy Duran. Daddy Duran? A little backstory. I was looking up Red Sox prospects for this year that was supposed to be called up, and I, I probably just typed it into Google really weird, but I got to the part that said called up, and before I typed in up, Google suggested that I, that I type in daddy, um, so it said which Red Sox pod, which Red Sox prospects twenty twenty one will be called Daddy. Um, so that's uh, that's that. But yeah, I'm with Duran. I'm with Duran as well. I'm with Duran, the Wolf. Let's roll. Are we rolling with that nickname? 
I'm rolling with that. All right. I like it. Daddy Duran? No. No. The Wolf. No, The Wolf. Daddy Franchi? All right. Moving on, Steve. Uh, Who's going to be the best forward slash most impactful offseason pickup? I'm going to just say that it's Saramore because I already kind of have said that he's going to be good. Um, I am going to say Garrett Whitlock. Ooh, I I like that one. I think he's going to be a good piece in the pen. I think he's going to make a huge step forward. And I think he is going to be pound for pound the best off-season pickup we have. I, You know, Clawson, I really like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with Kike. I think that his impact might not be shown as much on the field, but I think that in the locker room, he's going to be a big, uh, big morale booster. So I'm going to go Kike. That's fair. And now we're going to go to the opposite side of the spectrum with offensive LVP, AKA the least valuable player. So is this like the guy who is the worst, the worst or like disappointment? He's the worst for what that's the amount of time that he gets and the production that he is supposed to give you in the amount of time that he gets. Christian Vasquez. No. What? I think that he might have a tough year. Was it you or Steve that said he was going to be an all-star like three weeks ago? I said that. I stick to that. I have to pick somebody. I've hyped up almost everybody on this team but Vasquez. I'd pick like Chavis. All right. Myron Gonzalez. Okay. See, nobody said Franchi, so we're we're all good. That's because I think he's going to get no playing. If you're listening – have your friend who's also listening give you a dollar every time Clawson says Franchi and you'll be rich. Yeah. Pitching least valuable player. Vivaldi. He'll never be worth a dime what he's worth, what he's getting paid. Garrett Richards. Um Do I break people's hearts here or no? No. What are you gonna say? I don't know if I should. I think you should. I just want to hear it. Martin Perez? Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I feel like he could just have a, a rough year. A rough a rough year out of the Perez, man. I don't know. I hope not. I'll just – I'll say Perez. All right. It's definitely going to be big guy at Richards. Yeah, I think Garrett – I think it probably will be too, but I got to go unique. I'll say. Dude, he's going to get lit up on a, like a Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> It's a good analogy. Yeah, I just made it up. Nice. Uh, worst call up. I don't have anything. Uh, give me like ten seconds. Durbin Feltman. Really? Mm. Yeah, he's been struggling in the minors. Yeah, if he comes up, I've said this already. I'm sticking to my guns. I said it on the Lars episode. If he gets called up, he's getting ruined by the MOB hitters. He's just gonna get ruined. Um. I guess I got to go with a pitcher here. Um, I will go with Colton Brewer. Just Just not exciting. Not exciting at all. I don't really have too much. I'll go Brewer. Often you got anything? Yeah, I couldn't think of any. I mean, I was only really thinking of offensive prospects, and I don't think any of them are going to be that bad. Yeah. Um, So Feltman, I'll I'll take one off of Steve. Okay. All right. Worst offseason pickup. Garrett Richards. Yeah. Garrett Richards. <laughs> yeah. Prove us wrong, Garrett Richards, please. I did say a couple weeks ago that I was most looking to forward to Garrett Richards, but that was before spring training happened. He's and, looked like – And he has not looked very good during spring training. Because nope. I was thinking about 2014 Garrett Richards before he uh, really messed up his ankle. It was very exciting. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot, really high hopes for Garrett Richards as did Cardinal. Well, I mean, let's not let's not pretend like it's the middle of June. I mean, like the guy can still prove himself wrong. Yeah, I mean, benefit of, of the doubt. Yeah, Garrett Richards is going to be good. No, he's, I mean, no, he's not. But I hope so. Listen, I I'm just an optimistic guy. If people haven't figured that out by now, I bet Clausen's not. Yeah, you're like the middle. I'm a man. very optimistic guy. If you met me in real life, I'm one of the more optimistic people you ever meet. That's a lie. I Person. know I know him in real life, and I say he's not. It's just. Yeah. I also know Klaus in real life. That's pretty crazy. Not true. Uh, Just a realist. All right. What's, let's see. I think we might be uh, moving towards a little closing out the ninth here. Uh, oh, the one thing I will say real quick. 
Um, what impact do we think that Alex Cora coming back is going to have? So much impact. Big impact. I would, impact. Argue, I would argue big impact. Very big impact. Yeah, I would highlight him as an impact kind of guy. Does impact play? Does the NFL do that? Impact players? I so, think so. Uh, yeah. Like when they impact. when they when Nesson starts doing like the impact players, it's just going to be a picture of Alex Cora. Yeah, yeah. I actually hear that car companies, when they do the impact test, <laughs> they they use Alex Cora <laughs> as the scale for how much impact the car got when it hit the wall like they measure power in what like gigawatts or giga something i don't know but they measure impact in alex cores yeah it's like three coras it's a new unit of measurement they're gonna start naming power after they're gonna start calling it corderos when he hits 74 homers <laughs> we should have this year our cora impact player of the week where we give him like a a cora how many coras how many coras did this guy get <laughs> Let's have it be a weekly thing. Who is our? It's like the scoops with Raffy. Like how good was Raffy this week? And no, but it can be like a player each week. I like. I think Bobby Dahlbeck had two grand slams. That's at least eight Alex Coras. What? What? What is the chorus scale? What does it go to? Ten? Is it? Is it a twenty to eighty rating? I mean, should go. It should go to eight because there's eight letters in Alex Cora. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say that one Alex Cora is the most. And we can only give fractions of Alex Cora. No, it's so confusing. <laughs> you got 0.4 Coras this week. I might as well just add another zero on and make it four out of 10. Yeah. You've gotten like the whole point of having Alex Cora be like the top is that nobody gets more impactful than Alex Cora. So how can you have two Alex Coras? That's no. a good point. Okay. Oh, the Alex Cora. The core. We can do it by percentages. Yeah. Okay. We can do like 80% 80%. Alex Cora. Okay. All right. Yeah. 80%, but that's on a scale of one. Okay. Yeah. So it's like out of 100. Okay. All right. Well, if you guys like that idea, hit us up and we'll do maybe a weekly like Cora impact prediction rater. I don't know. Yeah. 100% is one Alex Cora. Actually, if you're listening to this, we just um, uploaded our new Cora impact website where you can uh, put in formulas and. Make, it's like the new war guesses yeah it's the new war saber metrics but with cora yeah. we know uh, a guy at baseball reference to making it happen yeah <laughs> it's like buddy um all right do we have any other closing thoughts this has been a great episode for closing out the ninth do you want me to go well, closing thoughts on the roster i mean we've got a couple other oh things. sorry yeah clausen we got notes with clausen first you got a couple things yeah, I got two things. Um, one for those that are, I guess, well, you can be above 18 in New Hampshire, but those who are of betting age, legal betting age, um, I have two bets that actually aren't that bad if you wanted to throw 10 bucks around. Um, so Devers' most hits in the MLB is at plus 1,800. Who? Devers? Devers. All right. That's not I mean, MLB 10 bucks on it. It's probably not going to happen, but right. he could surprise people. That's not, that's not terrible. That's not, not terrible. Awful. Um, and then Dahlbeck, plus 2,000 to win Rookie of the Year. Hammer it! I would, I would bet a hundred bucks on that. Parlay those two things into one bet, <laughs> and buy yourself a new house. Right. Your mortgage. There you You're go. welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Just there you go. Hit us with a wave and a smile on your way out, and we'll take that as our uh, recompense. Yeah. Uh, Clausen, I thought you were going to say Franchi seventy home runs. I'm happy that you didn't. No, I don't think Vegas will let somebody bet on something that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> what would be the line on that? Minus a thousand. Yeah, like they're basically the losing, they're basically losing money at that point. <laughs> yeah, Vegas is going to go bankrupt after that. All right, what's your second note? The, the um, so my other one, I was I was scrolling through Twitter last night, and uh, I thought this was a real Twitter account. Turns out it was a parody. Um, but I, <laughs> it's uh, it was this like thing from like Andrew Cuomo, like the governor of New York, and uh, he said he made a stimulus bet with Giancarlo Stanton, and like the quote is, "I spoke to Giancarlo Stanton and I told him." Um, if you get more hits than strikeouts, then we'll grant New Yorkers $2,000. And he agreed to it. So I went to his numbers and Giancarlo Stanton's played in the MLB for 11 years. And you want to guess how many years he's had more hits than strikeouts? One. I'm going to guess a donut. One. Wow. During his MVP season. And you want to know how many more hits than he had strikeouts? Like five. Two. Five. <laughs> That's wild. Those are good guesses. That is that is awful. Like That's, some of these seasons aren't even close either. Yeah, I mean, there was one at one point he had like forty strikeouts in like 
what was it like 15 games like he was just running that's why is you know people might call, call him john carlo but his real name is is mike <laughs> stanton a lot of k's yeah um the best stuff. one was 2018 his first year at the yankees 211 strikeouts 164 hits he also had like two golden sombreros and was already getting booed a month <laughs> his tenure in New York. It was awesome. It was How much are they paying that guy? Like three hundred something million dollars. Well, not as much as Garrett uh, Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole's ugly without his beard. Uh, all right, we will close out the ninth here. <laughs> you closing out the ninth? Uh, I guess I'll start. I'll just say quickly. I have about three things. Um, it's very important to win on opening day. I'm a big advocate for winning on opening day. I think it sets the tone well. Yeah, but it's just opening day. Oh, I would advise that the Red Sox do that. (laughs) Second, I got some insider pictures from Polar Park. Where did you get those? I will not say. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't need this. I'm not, I'm not going to say. Gardner told me, and it's very insider. Very insider. Uh, you guys better tell me after i'll tell you after. uh but yeah polar park's looking great and the construction is just about done uh actually i have one other thing uh the new nesson crew boy oh, yeah. it's gonna be an interesting group papelbon is uh gonna be in the box i guess he choked whose idea was that like imagine sitting in that meeting Definitely not bryce harper somebody's like jonathan papelbon has got to be on our panel papelbon didn't even like end on good terms in boston he was like we're still, he was like about to go out there, like for the ninth inning, and they just like happened to like a reporter walked over mid eighth inning. They're like, Hey, Babylon, what are your free agency plans? And he's like, You know what? If the Yankees give me a contract, I'm out of here. And he, <laughs> he went, Oh, I gotta go. And he then didn't he went, end on good terms in the MLB. He like got released, and then he was like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Ah, what are you gonna do? Gotta love him. Or you don't. Steve, what do you got? Closing out the ninth. Uh, my closing of the ninth is that nothing. I have no closing. Of the... Actually, mm, come back to me. You go, Clausen. Uh, yeah, my closing of the ninth is when Franchi Cordero breaks Barry Bonds' record. You guys are going to be eating it. Oh, I'm never going to let you live that down either. You're lucky like, until, that. Uh... Until the day you guys die, I am never going to let you live down that Franchi Cordero is the new home run king. Shut up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, closing out the ninth is that somebody on the Boston Red Sox does the Jordan's furniture thing. I don't know what's it going to be this year or even if they're doing it, but Jordan's furniture, get ready to give out some free furniture because somebody's hitting the baseball. Let's do it. All right. Anything else? Should I have known what to say? No, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what. I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, also, remember, if you know anybody in Montana, maybe put them on. Uh, put them on the Gone Bridge train. Anyways, baseball is back next week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Gone Bridge Podcast and Twitter at Gone Bridge. Download our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And next week. While we're recording, the game will either be going on or just about ended. So uh, look forward to that. But we will see you guys next week for episode 22 with some more Red Sox talk. See ya.